Hey there, welcome back. We ended last episode on a bit of a cliffhanger with this question from John. So yeah, I, also like I, to I, I, just for me randomly to, to jump in here, and I have a, a weird question for you, for everyone here. Um, if you were trying to convince someone to um, to join speech and debate who is a sports enthusiast, what would you say? The students we were talking to lit up. And if you've listened to the show, that's not really a surprise. Speech and debate folks love to compare speech and debate to traditional physical sports. But that relationship is a lot more nuanced than you might think. These two activities are both entirely different and entirely the same. We'll be breaking that down today on We Talk to Walls. Sports was actually one of the first things we talked about, all the way in our debut episode. This is John on our first day of taping. Um, but it does bring up a good question, which is, you know, what are we trying to do? And what's our one of which one of our sort of broader purposes? And that's to make speech and debate as fun and as big of a thing uh, as uh, football, basketball, baseball, you know, soccer, all that kind of stuff. You'll hear this aspiration a lot in the speech and debate community, and it makes sense. We all love the activity and want to see it grow. But sports are not just a goal to reach. They also help to explain speech and debate in the first place. When I was first exploring speech and debate, it was explained to me using sports like track and field. You've got all these different categories like interpretation, limited prep, debate, and all of those have their own subcategories. A great analog for that is track and field. It has lots of different events. You might have your sprinting events, your high jump, your pole vaulting, and you can have a specialization or try a few different ones. So on its surface, sports is helpful to communicate what speech and debate even is to those unfamiliar with it. That takes us back to our conversation with the students. Can I go first? That's you, Chow. So I would actually tell them that speech and debate is actually kind of like sports. Now, you might be thinking, Speech and debate is nothing like sports. Sports are athletic. You're running around. You're being physical. But Yu Xiao would argue that speech and debate has its own kind of physicality. Well, if you're doing HI or DI, you will roll around on the ground. Um, you will crab walk at some point. You will pretend to roll around the suitcase. You will just do all of those things that define a sport. You will move around in speech and debate. That is crucial. Of course, not everyone thinks that those two physical activities are comparable. She even counters her own point a little bit later in the conversation. Sports actually requires more physical progress than speech. I mean, in sports, you need to run on the field for like sometimes hours. But speech and debate, if you're rolling around, it's just like, I don't know, for at most half a minute. So they're like really opposites. And they're really the same. She's not afraid to defend sports here. She sees underappreciated values on that side of the equation as well. What really makes something academic, really? If academic means you're learning something, you're learning something from sports, you're learning how to be a good team player, you're learning how to do be really good at the sport. Speech and debate, you're learning how to build companionship. You're learning how to respect your competitors. You're learning how to be good at everything. You're learning how to take care of your trophies. You're learning how to buy a dresser at Ikea. You're just learning a lot of stuff. You're learning how to do something, how to do it, and you have friends. Sports, speech and debate and sports are the same thing. This community aspect is a huge 
point here because one of the biggest benefits I think that you get from sports is working together with people around your same age, around your same place in life, working towards self-improvement and a common goal, and you all help each other get there. Whether it's as a team, like in basketball, football, or public forum debate, or a singular event, like long-distance running or an impromptu speech. Regardless, you are working within the confines of an organization, of a team, of a group of people that are helping you to achieve your goals. On top of that, you're spending a lot of time with these people. You're practicing after school every day. You're meeting up for tournaments. You are waking up at ungodly hours to go drive in a van and spend your entire weekend at a tournament. You're there all day, hanging out in between rounds and forming bonds with those around you. That community benefit is a large reason why both sports and speech and debate are so important. And I think speech and debate is just like a great community for others to speak about their beliefs. Speech and debate is more including of those, even with people who like to stutter, like me. Um, I'm actually really not really good at speaking and I often ramble. But I feel like speech and debate has really helped me with stuff like confidence and making friends and just being myself. While there's a lot of overlap between the two activities, not everyone here thinks they're all that similar. It sounds like you guys, if you were asked that question, you would just say, like, um, speech and band sports aren't that different. But I'm going the exact opposite way. Yeah, um, yeah, me too. I was like, yeah, like, they're so different. Like, yeah, like, speech and band sports, one's talking, the other one is like rolling around on the grass and like running and everything. What can be more different? I feel like speech and debate are like, I don't know. I don't have a better example. Cats and dogs. Like, they're just so different in every single way. But other times, they also have lots of similarities. Speech and speech and debate and sports, they're like two sides of uh, the two sides of the same sphere or two sides of, of the same piece of paper. Like, they're the same, but they're also so different. A lot of the students we talk to really make good use of the similarities and differences of both speech and debate and sports. They understand that there are certain things you can get from one and not the other. And so many students decide to do both. It's not like if you pick up one, you have to quit the other. Like you can do speech and uh, debate and sports at the same time. You can tell your friend that you don't have to quit sports because you just want to do speech and debate, right? You can do them both at the same time. And I think it would be really helpful for them to just like try and experience what it's like to do speech and debate. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to quit sports. So yeah. You guys are being really logical. And we've seen this already with the students that we've talked to throughout this series. Here are just a few examples of students expressing their love for sports while at a speech and debate event. I love football. Uh, go Chargers. Some of my um, things I like to do is like golf, piano. Um, I enjoy golfing as much as I do debate. Um, I'm probably golfing after uh, tomorrow when I like don't make it to the finals or, or stuff like that. Um, but. Um, I think uh, golf really challenges my skill, both mentally and physically, and I really enjoy playing golf because it's outside. I get to like breathe fresh air and be with my friends or parents. Um, I like to do dance and acting as well. Um, both of them just kind of like calm my mind down and like get my creative juices flowing. All of these activities can live in harmony with one another supporting each other and giving people the opportunity to express themselves and grow in unique ways. The physicality of a sport can help you with the physicality of a performance. The communication skills of speech and debate can help you in a team sport. At the end of the day, you just have to choose. What do you want to do? What are your goals? 
and how do you get there? But most importantly, it decides on what you want to do. We're not trying to force you to choose speech and debate over sports. If you think sports are calling, that's fine too. All we're saying is that speech and debate and sport are more alike and more different than you think. And the most important part is to let go of the stereotypes that everybody's teaching you about both subjects and just listen to yourself. What do you want to do? What do you think would best for you? What do do you have a college you want to go to? Um, How do you work toward that goal? Just think about your life goals and how you want to achieve them and what you want to do. And I think that's the most important thing for everyone learning everything. Does this help you achieve what you want to do? Are you having fun doing it? And most importantly, do you feel supported doing that um, half? Are you happy? And do you feel like this is a good choice? Because it's never too late to reconsider. She's right. I joined speech and debate during the last year of my time in community college, and it is something that has stuck with me to this very day. If it might help you get to where you want to go, why not give it a try? Do your kids want to try speech and debate? Modern Brain offers both in-person and online classes for all ages and experience levels. To learn more about how to get involved, visit modernbrain.com. We Talk to Walls is a production of Newton Stark Room. It was written and produced by yours truly, Talon Stradley. The artwork is by my wonderful wife, Rain Stradley. The music for this episode was provided by musicvine.com. Special thanks to John Llewellyn and Modern Brain for making this podcast possible. If you like the show, you might enjoy my other podcasts. Visit newtonsdarkroom.com for more. Thanks, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>